Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. What does the Egyptian farmer and the famous American... Actually, I don't even know if he's American. What did the famous architect Louis Kahn, who did work in America, but I don't know if he was born here, have in common and have to do with today's topic of masonry? It is often called by people in the trades masonry. I don't know where that came from, but that's what we're talking about today. And most homes involve masonry in some manner. And we're going to go through a bunch of thoughts to get us excited about designing with masonry today. We are in a series right now. We're taking breaks whenever we have guests. Sometimes the guests are related to the topics, but we are in the series talking about all the different sections of the construction of your custom, your new construction custom home or your architectural project that you are doing. This is the next step after concrete. And the way the divisions are broken up is because it's a little bit like what they perceive the construction process to be like, even though there is back and forth. So that's kind of, I believe, how they organized it. So three is concrete, four is masonry, and then five is metals, six is wood, plastic, and composites, seven is thermal and moisture protection, eight is windows and doors. And that kind of, and, and it goes all the way up to like division 40 something, but that kind of goes somewhat in a way where you would put the building together. But uh, I just remember one, you know, I never met my grandfather and my dad told me that my grandfather told him to never buy a house that was not built with masonry because you want a house that is built with quality. And I'm going to go into that a little bit. I do appreciate having a little bit of the words of my grandfather, who's also, I might have said this before, but the last recorded words of my grandfather are, may the great architect shine on your every endeavor. And I love that so much. And uh, he was into that type of stuff. And so I don't know, you know, I think that passed on to me a little bit so that I can pass it on to you in your custom home. So I wrote this down in kind of like fan form today because masonry is so much fun. There is so much to it. So I'm going to like ping pong around thoughts or ideas that I have. But the whole goal here is to get you excited about building with masonry in your home and how you could apply it. So as we know, with quickly thinking through it, what are the ways masonry gets used in a project? Well, we start on the ground. It can be used as pavers, right? Sometimes it's used as a screen wall. Then sometimes it's used for the structure of the building to hold it up. And then at other times, it's used as a rain screen to protect whatever the other structure is of the home. As it's Weird in a way to me, but a lot of homes are wood walls and then they have brick in front of them, right? And I think when we think of brick, we think of structure. And today there's people using thin brick, which is almost more of like a tile situation. And there's things to consider when thinking about both of those things or how the masonry is going to be used. Masonry is made of so many different things. It's almost limitless. You know, it's made out of all the different and I want to say all, but a majority of the stones that we find on this earth can be shaped like of travertine and granite, limestone, things like that can be made into 
structure that's beautiful for your your uh, building. And we've kind of gotten away from it, but if you think about Gothic cathedrals or some of the great buildings throughout history, they're made of masonry, the whole building. And so that's the one of the main characteristics of Gothic architecture and other movements in architecture is the exposed structure, the, the part of the building you see is the part of the building that's holding it up. And they're really expressing that strength in form. A great current example of that, I would say, is Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, Spain. Now, I do believe they're using concrete for some of that, but a lot of it is actual stone. And it's one of the longest under construction buildings in the world today. So it's like over 100 years or something like that. But I want to get into that. I talked a little bit about the Gothic thing, but when I'm talking about design, there's definitely different schools of thought. But the one that I believe that we are seeing most common nowadays is brick as a visual. Even if it's real brick, it's being used as a visual. And so when I was in school, we were learning about different architects like Mies van der Rohe saying architecture. I always say attributed to because I never really know. is saying architecture starts when two bricks come together. And Louis Kahn, I'm going to read this to you because I, you know, it's a quote. There's a documentary on him that talks about his life that's pretty inspiring. He definitely, he was human, so it's not showing that he's like an angelic person or something, but just he did so many amazing buildings. It's, it's nice to see a piece of his life. But he said this, if you think of brick, you say to brick, what do you want to be? And the brick will say back to you, I like an arch. And if you say to the brick, look, arches are expensive. And I can use a concrete lintel, which is very common today, over you. And I'm going to add in and save money or it's easier to do. What do you think of that brick? The brick will just say back to you, I like an arch. So he says the same thing back. And it's important that you see that you honor material that you use. You can only do it if you honor the brick and glorify the brick instead of shortchanging it. So basically, he's using, in my opinion, he's saying he wants to explore the possibility of the material and not use it just to have that material on the project. Otherwise, you start getting things like this. I was working on a, a building one time, and so we designed it. And the contractor, you know, I was the designer on this one and I wasn't the builder. And the builder, instead of doing brick, they put on thin brick that's put on like tile. So I believe they hired a tile company to do it. And they didn't even think. And the guys that were putting the tile in put in really thin joints that were much thinner than the type that you would use on brick to get the spacing correct. So it was a big tower like on a, it was a single story building, but it had like a brick tower on it and nothing lined up and no one out there noticed it until they had like got the scaffolding down and they had all the tile up. That was almost like a bandaid. So to save money, they wanted to use this thin brick, but then it was not used correctly and it didn't even imitate what they were wanting to imitate correctly. So it was so expensive to take it off. They ended up just going ahead, buying real brick and putting it up around the building. And I don't know who ended up paying for it. It was between the owner and the, the builder on that one. But to me, that was kind of an example of like the idea of saving money or getting the look of something. If you need to save money, pick a material that you can use 
in its real way, in its effective way, instead of putting a fake dormer on something or just putting something on for aesthetic purposes only. I had an experience with this because I believe, you know, I had seen a lot of brick buildings, but not very many that were like new that were being made with brick at this early time in my life when I was like 20 years old. You know, I was like just waking up to things besides sports and teenager stuff. And I went to Egypt with some of my architecture buddies and we went camping out in the the desert. So this farmer let us come stay on the farm, but we got there at like midnight and there's like a little... I don't want to say hut, but like we slept outside and it was just like a covered area. And it was so hilarious because the sun came up in the morning and we look over and there's a rack of cows that were standing next to us the whole night. But it was so pitch black out there and there there was a fire. So I think it made it hard to see things that were far away from us because that like is glaring in your eye. And then we look to the other side and I see he is building his own house out in the desert, a new house. He was living in this uh, covered area and it's all brick. And I have photos of my buddies and I out walking around on this house. And the whole thing is made out of brick, everything. The floors on the second floor, all the roofs were made out of stone that they had cut out in the desert, which was even more fantastic to me to be able to see them cutting this stuff and then making a house out there. And all the different ways they had learned to use brick to achieve the design goals and even develop the design based on the capability and way the material wanted to be used was just absolutely mind-blowing. I have not seen that under construction in front of me. By the time I've seen most things like that, it's been in pictures. And that really impacted me a lot. I was like, I want to do that. And then when I saw this next to that with the quote from Louis Kahn in my mind, that was something that I want to implement in everything when I can. So trying to think about how the material and that system can benefit the project. And I would say today masonry is one of those that really can use a lot of love getting back to how it wants to be used. What's the intention of masonry? Now, of course, there are certain masonries like he's saying, I'm a brick and I want to be an arch. I don't think I've seen today. I mean, every masonry building that I've done incorporates concrete block in some manner. And there's usually block lintels that go along with that. And there's different ways of using the concrete block that's common in the U.S. different than the way masonry is used. So each one has its own ability to create spans or withstand the forces that are on it or enclose things. And it's important to know those for the specific thing that you're using. I don't know if anecdotal is the right word, but I'm just going to share this story. So I watched a documentary one time and it was fine. It's like a forensic What's the problem with this building type thing? So this building kept flooding and they didn't understand why. And it was like all the way across the building where it was flooding. So multiple people would come out and looked at it over a certain amount of time. And what they found out was that there's like, I don't know, the 10th person, let's say maybe, you know, like a bunch of people would come out was the brick was put up. The roof was flashed up to the brick. So you have that, that joint there. And then there was metal, you know, from under under the roof into the joint of the brick. And there was the sub wall behind the brick. So it's very common to put brick on a building, like I said, as a, as a screen from the rain. And then you'll have an air gap and maybe insulation in there. And then another wall of masonry or like I mentioned before, wood. And so you're creating like these layers of protection. Well, brick 
and the mortar that holds it together is often very porous. So it's a rain screen is not waterproof or it's not perfect against water. So what was happening is the brick would get saturated, but the flashing that they put in didn't go all the way behind the brick up to the structural wall. So it was running down and immediately under the roof and across the roof deck and then pouring out in a different part of the building. And that to me was just anecdotal of like, oh, we really need to understand the way the masonry is working, the specific type, because that specific brick was letting water through. And that's very common anyway. You should always have the flash and go back to the structural side and whatever the cover is. You lap them over each other to prevent situations like that. That applies in every system that goes into a building. What is the connections between the elements or different types of masonry? I think on that project actually was a, another mace, a concrete block base wall with brick wall and ties between them. But the flashing only went back to the surface level. And I just remember them like, okay, whatever system we pick for masonry, we're going to look at that specific one. We already talked about how the brick one went crazy with the little joints. And now we've talked about how the rain screen wasn't the way it should be. And then we were talking about here with Louis Kahn about how brick can be expressive of the design and show the forces and the way that the brick can be put together in a beautiful way. And so... I think a lot of times we get limited by budget or what we've seen other people do, what common vendors have in our area. But I think it's important to try to, one, take a look back to what the original intent of things were when they were made and how they were originally meant to be used, and then learn that and then figure out how can we translate that into the future. If just for your own fun, there's two different countries you can look up. And I mean, there's actually a bunch that will have it. Even the U.S. has cool stuff. But when I go on Arc Daily, looking at what they're doing in Iran and India with brick and their buildings is a source of a lot of inspiration for me. I really appreciate what they're doing. And specifically uh, Tehran, and I hope I'm saying that right, like T-E-H-R-A-N. There's a lot of cool brick ideas that might get you thinking. And I would encourage you, when you're looking at that stuff, read the story that goes with it because it often will say why they were doing the brick that way, what they were exploring, what use they wanted to achieve. You know, are they were they trying to block a view? Were they trying to filter sunlight or wind? Anything like that might give you narrative inspiration for your personal use of masonry or stone in your project. And just thinking about the way that people do that across the globe and how you can translate that to your specific climate. You know, if you're in the Northeast versus Southwest US, it's gonna be 100% different. One place you might be trying to absorb heat with masonry so that you can release it back into the building at night when it's cold, when you're in, a, in a, a desert. Somewhere else, you may be trying to use it to just create mass between insulation for your home. So there's a lot of different ways to implement these things and coupled with your narrative increases the expression of your architectural DNA. Now, I don't think I mentioned that this episode, but I talk about your dream, your piece of nature, which I've just mentioned, like between the Southwest and Northeast US, your piece of nature is completely different. And the effects there from outside sources on that are going to be completely different. And so wherever you are, whatever your DNA is, you're going to implement masonry in your building in a unique way when you respect it and when you ask it what do you want to be 
Brick, you tell me. And if you try to force it on it when you're designing, when you're working with your architect, then you can take that question, ask it, what do you want to be? And it'll tell you what it was created for, what the system was for. And you know what? If that doesn't fit, that can inform you for what the system perhaps you should use in that situation is. There's no 100% rules. I mean, if you look at there are certain projects like MVRDV, they'll do a material exploration, which to me, I'm going to be slightly critical, I guess, but MVRDV has an all brick building, but it was used more as like a rain screen, even though it all looks like brick. But when I was in Egypt at the farmer's house, it was 100% brick, structurally everything it was put together that way. Both achieved amazing results. One was MVRDV did this project where they made these like kiosks and they made like a bunch of them, but each one was a different material and a different material study. So in that sense, I like that they were trying to explore if we're going to make this space, if we're going to make this utility for these, I think they were like food kiosks at a park or like information kiosks. If we're going to make it out of metal, wood, brick, or concrete, what are the different ways that'll go together? I think one of them was made out of roof tile, but it was like all the different sides of it. So I was like, how do you implement that in that way? So that was like a cheeky, fun way of trying to play with material, which is also interesting. So uh, I hope you got inspired today about the idea of how masonry is implemented in your custom home or your architectural project. I'm JD Carling, your architect. I want to go from seeing you dreaming about your custom home to seeing you living in your custom home and living your dream. I'm so excited to be able to share this topic with you. If I do have a guest next week, we'll be talking about their specific area of expertise that they bring to us. If not, we should be on to talking about metals, which is additionally, I mean, each one of these things I mentioned, stone, brick, concrete, masonry, all those things could be whole dissertations. So I'm just getting you excited for your specific project and how much you need for that and how it implements with your design. I'm JD Carling. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.